0: This is Behind the Curtain at L.A. Opera. I'm your host, Brian Lauritsen. On this edition of the podcast, I'm joined by soprano Angela Mead, who's wrapping up a run of performances in the title role of Bellini's Norma here at L.A. Opera, a role which begins with one of the most iconic moments in all of Bel Canto opera, the aria Casta Diva.
1: It's sort of a nice way to begin the opera because I'm so at ease with the aria and I've sung it so many times. It's just a nice way to sort of get into the role and and really just be relaxed for the rest of it.
0: I began my conversation with Angela Mead by asking her well, how the run's going so far.
1: It's been going really, really well. I, people seem to have loved it. I haven't read any of the reviews because I don't ever do that during a run, but my husband has read them and said that they've been lovely.
0: <laughs> That's very interesting. You don't read during a run. I, I kind of like that um, sequestration.
1: Well, I don't. I used to do it, and I just... I. It, I found that it unnerved me a little bit because you just never know what someone's going to say. And I'm a pretty good judge of whether it went well or not went well. So I just don't until it's over.
0: (laughs) James Conlon, your conductor, uh, is a bel canto specialist, aficionado, huge fan, um, proponent. What's he like to work with on bel canto repertoire? He's
1: been a delight to work with. This is my first time ever working with him because last time I was here, I did Don Giovanni and Paso Domingo conducted. So it's been really lovely working with him. He said that this is his first time doing Norma, which is hard to believe from the way that he conducts it. So it's been a delight, and I hope that there's more for us to do together with Bel Canto Repertoire in the future.
0: Obviously, for singers, Bel Canto is extremely difficult, but also the, the whole ensemble aspect of performing Bel Canto is... Hugely challenging, right? With all of the, all as you're running around and doing all of these jumps and flips and all sorts of acrobatics, you know the orchestra has to be right there. So it's quite the organizational feat, isn't it?
1: It is, and I think a lot of times um, there's a uh, misnomer about bel canto, and that sometimes conductors don't want to conduct it because they think that it's easy to conduct. And I actually think it's difficult to conduct because because sometimes sometimes conductors think that it's it's too like simplistic like it's not like strauss's you know music and anything like that but it's actually very hard to have a conductor who really needs to listen to the singers and make sure that the orchestra is playing with rubato and to keep everyone together and you have to as a conductor sort of anticipate what the singers going to do um, and be right there with them so it's actually very difficult yeah.
0: How do you keep your voice in shape to sing this repertoire? Is it different from other styles of opera?
1: (laughs) Well, I primarily do the bel canto things and the early Verdi things, and I think that they fall very similarly. I think because a lot of my roles are huge stamina pieces that I have to be conscious how many days there are in between performances and what I'm doing on those days off. I can't you know, be out partying on my days off. <laughs> I do a lot of sitting at home watching movies and doing businessy work things and catching up on other things in between shows.
0: So Norma is uh, really becoming a signature role for you. Um, it was a signature role for a famous soprano of a few years back, Maria Callas. Um, <laughs> do you anticipate this work being important to you in in that? realm? Are you going to have it be a piece that you perform with that great frequency, you think?
1: I think because people love to do that opera, and there are few people who sing it. I mean, it it figures prominently in a lot of my seasons going forward, and I I hope that it figures prominently going past that. Um, I do like to intersperse it with other things because it's difficult to sing too many times in a year, even though sometimes I get asked to do it with more frequency than I'd like. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so you do have to pace yourself though with it.
1: I do. Uh, it's because it's it's such a mammoth role and she sings for the better part of two and a half hours once she goes on stage, that you have to really be conscious of first how many times you're doing it per year. How many times there are in a run that you're doing, and how many times, how how often in the run there are performances? I've had instances where companies have been like, "Could you do it like on subsequent days?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not." Um, So you have to just be cognizant of all of those sort of aspects of it.
0: I think it was in one of the La Opera videos where um, they were talking to you about uh, the big moment, *Casta Diva*, Um, and you were saying that it it is almost a you know a point at which you can not relax, but it, it feels comfortable because you get to this moment that is a big moment, and a highlight for everyone in the audience, and it's something, of course, that you have sung way more than you've sung the full role. What is it like to get to that moment? It's early in the opera.
1: It, well, it's basically the first thing she sings. She comes out and sings a recitative, and then we go into Costa Diva. And it's sort of a nice way to begin the opera because I'm so at ease with the aria and I've sung it so many times. It's just a nice way to sort of get into the role and and, and really just be relaxed for the rest of it.
0: How do you approach an iconic moment like that? How do you um, prepare an aria that everyone knows so well that you want to make your own, that you don't want to do something different just for the sake of being different, but you don't want to copy someone? I,
1: I tr- tend, try not to think about things in terms of being iconic (laughs) because I think that can really derail somebody they get all in their head about it and this has to be like Sutherland sang it or like Collis sang it or Caballé, or Genscher, or whoever and I just want to be Angela Mead I just want to sing it how Angela Mead sings it (laughs) and I try to be you know truthful to what I'm saying and the the idea and the presence that I'd like to bring to it so I just try to do me.
0: This character of Norma is uh, a complex character. It's a dynamic character. There's a, a lot more um, there dramatically than a lot of um, than a lot of roles. Quite frankly, she's not um, a woman who's sitting around sort of pining away for a man to come and save her or love her. Um, she's not using her quote-unquote feminine wiles to seduce some man. It's it's really an independent character, it's a strong character, it's a dynamic character. Could you even say that it's there's, there's feminism there in this character, or is that going too far?
1: No, I think there definitely is feminism, and especially the way that Anne Bogart has staged it. I mean, I remember when I first did it with her in Washington National, she said, we're going to approach this from a feminist point of view, um, that the women are really leading this opera, and the men are sort of the side characters. Um, you're right, though. Norma, she's not I think she's a fully developed character, unlike a lot of the other characters that I sing in Bel Canto or the early Verdi that are sort of these caricatures of what we think of as the you know Spanish royal woman sitting in her room, pining away for her love. <laughs> um, I really enjoy that aspect of Norma because she goes through so many different things. You don't have to sort of figure out the backstory and make up emotions about what she's thinking and feeling. I mean, it's all laid out for you in her text, in in who she is and in the, the situations that she's in.
0: I would imagine that makes the role more satisfying to perform.
1: It does. It absolutely does. Because, I mean, the music in it is beautiful and that would stand alone on its own. But the character, her character, and the characters around her really just complete everything and it just it does it makes it very gratifying to sing Mm -hmm.
0: what's next for you what are you looking forward to the rest of this season or coming up in next year or, or a couple of years that you can talk about
1: I'm going back to the Met to sing Trovatore, which I'm excited about. I did the production a couple of years ago. Um, I'm doing a lot of Verdi Requiems in the spring, and I love that piece, and I'm I'm excited to go to Brazil for the first time to do it there. Um, Next season, I can't exactly tell you where, but I can tell you sort of what I'm doing. I'm adding um, Stifelio to my repertoire, which I'm excited about, and I'm also going to be making a return to Anna Bolena, which is one of my favorite roles, and then I'm also doing Norma again. So, yeah, a lot more bel canto and some early Verdi.
0: When you add a repertoire to your role, how do you fit that in among the touring and performing schedule? How do you find time to process a new role?
1: A lot about this career is really pacing and scheduling and you have to be very self-motivated to find time in between your busy schedule to learn things, especially huge mammoth roles like I do. I have to sort of just sit down and write myself like a a list of what I need to learn and how I think I'm going to plug that in. And then when I'm when I'm home, I, I find time to work it out with a coach. But I have to do all of the footwork beforehand so that when I take it to a coach, I'm ready to just actually work on the music, not what I'm saying and what I'm doing and all this stuff. So, yeah.
0: um, Well, a couple more performances left. Looking forward to them very much. Thanks for your time.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Angela Mead is singing the title role in L.A. Opera's current run of Bellini's Norma. Just two performances left. You can get your tickets right here at laopera.com. This is Behind the Curtain at L.A. Opera. I'm Brian Lauritsen.